Kawhi, KD and Kyrie, and Jimmy Butler all switch teams. It's win or lose. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Win or Lose. NBA free agency has been crazy. Wow, what a summer we're off to. Kawhi Watch is officially over with. He's decided to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Unbelievable. He's going to the Los Angeles Clippers. And to me, this makes L.A. the center of attention for this upcoming NBA season. You know, Kawhi going to the Clippers. And the big surprise, more than anything, him going to the Clippers is them trading for Paul George to team him and Kawhi up. Nobody's seen that coming. I mean, you thought Paul George was happy in Oklahoma City. He had just re-signed last year there for four more years. You know, there was no whispers of him and Westbrook having any issues. So that was really the big surprise to me. Not only Kawhi going to the Clippers and choosing them over the Lakers and Raptors, but him also bringing Paul George with him. Wow. Clippers are going to be tough. In the same building with the Lakers, who added Anthony Davis. So you got, you know, got two superstars for both teams, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Kawhi and Paul George for the Clippers. Battle of L.A. and I think the battle of the league. I think these might be the two best teams in the NBA going into next season. That's just me. I don't know how they're going to do the regular season, so their seasons might not show that. You know, how they're going to play the regular season. You know, Kawhi might, you know, with low management, how many games is he going to take off? Paul George coming back from the shoulder surgery, is he going to be ready for the start of the season? And you got LeBron James a year older, and Anthony Davis has had his, you know, injury problems. So it's going to be interesting to see if these two teams go for, you know, those top seeds in the West. Or, you know, is it going to have to be another case like it was this year where the two best teams in the West end up meeting in the second round of the playoffs instead of the conference championships? On paper, I think these are the two best teams in the West. But, you know, you can't play on paper. Still some good teams out there in the West. Utah, Denver. I still think Golden State is there. Some people are calling for their demise, but I, I don't see it. So it was really a lot to unpack. You know, Kawhi had took a... You know, really, really, you know, everybody really was signing on that Sunday. So he took his time and didn't really make a decision till Friday, Friday night, Saturday morning on the East Coast. So now we see why it took so long. I think, you know, behind the scenes, he was meeting with Paul George. You know, I think the Clippers has always been his preferred choice if he was going to go back home to L.A. I think he's just not a super team kind of guy teaming up with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Had one of them been there instead of both, maybe. But I think he wanted to go to the Clippers and kind of challenge those guys. But he also didn't want to go alone. He kind of got his guy to go. Somebody who he wanted to go. It was reports that he reached out to Kevin Durant to try to get him to go to the Clippers. But I, and, you know, eventually, you know, he went to Paul George, and which I think is a better choice now that Durant would have had to sit out a season. 
So I think it was a better choice getting Paul George to, you know, find a way to get out of Oklahoma City. And like I said, this was a big shocker. Uh, from the Toronto Raptors, can you really be upset with Kawhi? You know, you guys weren't wasn't his choice anyway. He was you guys traded for him from San Antonio. He came there, one year championship. What more can you ask for? You know, I think you guys should you know give him his championship ring when he comes back. A standing ovation. You know, he made the Raptors. You know took him to where they couldn't go. They was always coming up short. He went there just for one year, got him a title. He should be beloved in Canada forever. So I don't think the Raptors really have much of an issue. I don't think the Lakers really have a beef or a gripe either. I mean, he might have took a, a while. They could have got better free agents had they known right off the top that Kawhi wasn't going to come there instead of leading them on thinking, hey, I might come here, I might not. So they missed out on some players that they could have got to really improve their team. But at this point, the Lakers were just being greedy. You got LeBron James. You got Anthony Davis. You really didn't need Kawhi to begin with. You know, go build with LeBron and Anthony Davis. You got some good pieces to put around them. You went out and got Boogie Cousins. You got Danny Green now, who's a good shooter. And, you know, played with LeBron at the beginning of his career in Cleveland. So they're pretty, you know, cool. You know, you brought back, like I said, you brought back Rondo. JaVale McGee is back. So the Lakers, I mean, you know, you're upset about it, but, I mean, you're still a good team and, you know, one of the teams to, you know, one of the favorites to win it next year. Kawhi wanted a long deal, you know. Some people said he was going to go back to Toronto, you know, maybe for one year or, you know, a one plus one, but he'd end up signing for four years. He's back in L.A. He wanted a long-term deal. So, I like the move. I think it, you know, it's parity in the NBA now. You know, it's about five, six, seven teams who legitimately feel like they got a chance to win a championship. And I agree. This is the most excited I've been, you know, getting ready for basketball in a long time. You know, you actually go into the season like you don't know who's going to win it, you know. There's might be a chance. This team got an argument. This team has an argument. This team has an argument. And that's what I love about sports in general. Just the parody now. We can watch it. You know, these West Coast games are going to be crazy. Even though, they're, you know, it's going to be late for me. I'm going to have to try to find a way to stay up and try to watch all of them because it's going to be exciting. Not too many bad teams in the Western Conference. That 1030 start might be worth it. Struggling to get up in the morning. But like I said, Battle of L.A., Two good teams. I can't pick a favorite right now, but to me, these are the two best teams in the NBA. And it's going to be interesting to see how they are. They really going to go for that top seed in the West or are they going to rest their starters or, you know, really just take it easy in the regular season and then make their push for the playoffs. I like what I'm seeing right now. Good decision by Kawhi. He's back home and he still gets the challenge. LeBron and the Lakers. NBA is going to be amazing this season, and I can't wait.
So Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have signed with the Brooklyn Nets and they pretty much made it official before free agency even started. I think it was five o'clock that Sunday, Eastern time. Durant had announced it and it was already, you know, signs kind of saying that Kyrie was going to go there. But we still was unsure about Durant, but he made it official that he also will be joining Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets. And I think this is what they wanted all along. Durant wasn't happy in Golden State. <sighs> Kyrie was, you know, having his issues with Boston. And I think they decided to, you know, let's come together. I thought it was going to be with the New York Knicks. But the Knicks, like they always do, they dropped the ball and let the crosstown rival get them in the Brooklyn Nets. That's really going to have to put the extra sting on it. Not only did you lose Durant and Irving, but you let your crosstown rival, the Brooklyn Nets, get them. So that's got to hurt. But I think the Knicks dropped the ball because of their hesitant to take Kyrie Irving on. I think it was kind of like a package deal just to make Durant more comfortable that Kyrie was going to come along with them. I think they had this planned out a year or two ago that they were going to, you know, wait to Kyrie's contract. You know, he had two more years left to play in Boston and Kevin was going to take a one plus one and another one year in Golden State so they can match up and both become free agents at the same time and then go, go where they want to go. I thought it was going to be the Knicks, but the Knicks just wanted Kevin Durant. They really, you know, they really didn't go out and say they wanted Kyrie Irving like that. And I think that might have been the mistake, you know, sometimes to get the cute girl at the party. You got to, you know, take on her baggage, you know. Hey, I'm coming to the party. Can I bring a friend? Even if she's not as cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Bring her as long as you still coming. And that's what the Knicks didn't do. And it ended up costing them Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But Kevin Durant will be out this upcoming season. So it's going to be kind of interesting. Durant's out this year with the Achilles injury. So we'll see how how it works with Kyrie being the leader and everything running through him. We see how that worked last year with Boston. Not too well, even though they were a playoff team. Brooklyn was also a playoff team last year. And you're kind of replacing Kyrie with D'Angelo Russell. So we'll see how Kyrie does his first year without Kevin. It'd be interesting. I still think the Nets are a playoff team. Don't know how far they'll go. I just, it might be just one round, but maybe a second round team. But I don't see it with Durant out this first year. I don't see if they go that much farther. We'll see. You know, KD just wasn't happy in Golden State. He went there just to win championships, I think, anyway. Put himself in the best position where it was just no guarantee. It was just simply just a guarantee that he was going to win. I never thought it was long-term with Golden State anyway. I just thought he just wanted to win some championships. This was the easiest route. And then once I get fulfilled, I think his plan was to win three championships, get tied up with LeBron, and then move on. It didn't work out that way with the injury, of course. So, but I always never, I never thought it was, you know, long-term in Golden State. It was just going to be Steph's, you know, it was Steph's town. No matter what KD did, he'd come there and save three babies from a burning building or save an elderly woman, you know, rush her to the hospital. It didn't matter. It was Steph's town. It was nothing he could do. And he kind of felt that. He knew he was the best player, but he just wasn't getting, you know, the satisfaction 
from everybody around the city and the general manager and the team and all that. And he just felt like he wasn't appreciated, even though he was the guy that kind of made them unbeatable. They were a championship team before that, but I think him going there made them unbeatable. Now that's now gone. He got injured and we've seen that they, you know, needed him to win that championship. So that kind of that kind of made me think that he might come back when he, oh, they can't win it without me. You know, contrary to what Draymond was telling them, hey, we'll win it without you. I think he held a grudge on that. I think he, you know, as much as him and Draymond was still, you know, cordial and teammates and, you know, was cool, I don't think it was ever the same once Draymond, him and Draymond had that incident where they, you know, Draymond called him a couple of B words and, you know, leave. We, we, we won it without you. We don't need you. I think Kevin, you know, being a Libra, held a grudge and he, you know, felt some type of way about that. So I don't think everything, I don't think nothing was ever cool with them two like that, you know, after that incident. But, you know, it's a great chance for both of these guys to become better leaders. We know we've kind of, you know, questioned their leadership abilities. KD in Golden State and in Oklahoma City and now Kyrie in Boston last year. So, you know, we'll see how they, you know, they are, you know, the leaders of the team. We'll see how they handle that. I don't know how it's going to come down, especially, like I said, with KD, you know, being injured that first year. It's going to be interesting to see how Kyrie handles it, especially if it's not going the way he wanted. You know, he expected a healthy KD and both of those guys to take over the East. It's not going to look like that this first year. So we'll see if frustration gets the best of them. You know, like I said, Kyrie wasn't happy in Boston. He didn't want to be there in the first place. So he's, he's where he wants to be. And we'll see, you know, if he's not out, if he's still, you know, if he's still grumpy and in a bad mood and all that, you know, then it's just him. He's where he wants to be. He's playing with friends. Let's see how it goes. They got a nice young nucleus, too, around them. You know, like I said, Brooklyn made the playoffs last year. Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie. They got nice young guys that I think, you know, that with KD being out this first year, they still can stay afloat. And then once he comes back, I think they'll be a championship contender. Or you can also flip the young guys. You know, Karis LeVert, you can get a good piece back for him. Spencer Dinwiddie, you can get a veteran back or a couple of nice players back if you want to. I would keep the young guys, but that's also another option. I think Jared Allen is a, at this stage, an upgrade over DeAndre Jordan, but you bring DeAndre Jordan in just to make Kevin feel comfortable. He's also another friend. So you do all that to make him feel comfortable, make him feel good. And then after that, you know, like I said, KD out this first year. They signed a four-year contract, but they got a player option after the third year. So basically, they only got two years together. You know, because KD's going to miss the first year. And you got him coming back, being 32, a year off of his Achilles. I don't know how that's going to work. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. But Durant and Irving to the Brooklyn Nets. NBA free agency was off to a flying start. And it's going to be interesting to see how Brooklyn looks the year after. Next year, there'll be a playoff team, but it's really going to be interesting once KD gets back in there and he brings that 25 points a game. I still think he's going to be a good player coming back from the Achilles. Brooklyn will not be a championship contender this year coming up, but once KD gets back, 
and, you know, gets comfortable with his teammates, I look for them to at least win one championship in their time in Brooklyn. I'm hearing this talk that the Golden State Warriors are just going to fall off a cliff next year. And it kind of sounds ridiculous to me. Everyone's calling for the demise of the Warriors. They won't be a top four seed. They'll be lucky if they make the playoffs. And to me, it's one of the most ridiculous things I've heard. I think the Warriors will make the playoffs, even in a tough Western Conference. And I still think they'll be a top four seed in the Western Conference. I mean, as long as you got great ownership, good coaching, and great championship players, you're going to be around. I mean, we've been calling for the Spurs to go away for how many years? They still got good ownership in Popovich, so they still compete. We've been calling for the Patriots to go away. Brady and Belichick are still there, so they'll still continue to win. I feel like long as Steve Kerr is still the coach, Bob Myers is still the general manager, and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are still out there on the court, Golden State's going to be just fine. Now, are they a team to beat like they have been the last four or five years? No, they're not. But they're still dangerous. I still feel like they still can compete with anybody. And I still feel like they can beat anybody. But you got to get out there and prove it on the court. I don't think there's been that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Losing Kevin Durant is huge. But they are also have already you know, proven that they can win without Kevin Durant. They've also proven that they can beat playoff teams in playoff series without Kevin Durant. Now, I'm not saying they can win a championship without Kevin Durant, but just to say they won't make the playoffs and they'll be lucky to be a fourth seed, and it's ridiculous. Now, one thing that does concern me, I think Clay will be back by January. I really do. He got hurt in June. They say it's a five to seven month injury. I'll take right in the middle, let's say six months. I think he'll be back by the top of the year, giving them plenty of time to get him back in shape and get him ready for the playoffs. They got D'Angelo Russell, which I, I kind of didn't understand. I kind of didn't feel like he, you know, mixed or, you know, fit well with Golden State. But it's another ball handler. Somebody, you know, now, now Steph can play off the ball, you know, and let D'Angelo play some point guard. They went out and got Willie Cauley-Stein. I like that. And the young, big, athletic, young guy that can run up and down the court. I think that's an upgrade. You know, he'll be make them better defensively than they, than, they, than they were with Boogie out there. They brought back Kevon Looney. I like him, too. Another big that can pick and roll. You know, good defender. And, you know, clog up that middle. Of course, they still got Draymond, the emotional leader. They lost Iguodala. But, I mean, I feel like... You know, Iguodala, maybe one or two years after just, it looked like he was just in pain playing in the playoffs last year. So they got they got a little youth thing going on here, and I like that. You get them to get some experience playing with veterans who've been there and done that. I think Golden State's going nowhere. I still feel like they can beat anybody. I mean, they beat Portland. They swept Portland with Durant and Iguodala not even playing, you know, hardly playing in that series. You know, you mean to tell me you trust Denver and their inexperience in a seven-game series with Golden State? I don't. 
Oklahoma City, I still don't trust them. You don't know what you're going to get. And the same goes for Houston. So I still like, feel like Golden State can compete with anybody. They still got the Splash Brothers. And they still got Draymond. They still got one of the best coaches in the league. And they've been there. They've done it. And they know how to win. Like I said, getting D'Angelo Russell, getting something for Kevin Durant instead of just letting him go for nothing. Getting something was huge. If you want to turn, get him just to hold him for a little bit, then flip him into a trade. I could see that. But if you just want to ride it out, you know, we go a little smaller and have D'Angelo run the point. Steph playing off the ball with Clay and Clay and Steph playing both playing off the ball. I like that too. They got a couple of options they can do. And you know, how can you bet against them, a team that's been to five straight championships? So I think they'll find a way to still be good, competitive. They're not going to be what they once were. Of course not. But they're still going to be a good, viable team. And just to say, you know, this team's going to fall off a cliff, I think is kind of embarrassing. And it kind of, I mean, I'm looking at people's basketball IQ and what are you thinking? What are you talking about? Don't do that. It just shows me, you know, who knows what they're talking about, who doesn't. This team still has you know, three all-stars, four all-stars, still have four all-stars, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and D'Angelo Russell. So they still have four all-stars on this team, you know, guys who've been in all-stars, you know, three of them, were, you know, three of the guys they have played in the all-star game last year. So they're still a good quality team, still the, one of the best coaches in the league. The only thing that concerns me is Clay being out to January and if Steph misses time. If Clay, you know, we got to have Steph play until Clay gets back. So if Steph misses, you know, a lot of games while Clay is out, then they might be in trouble. But if Steph can stay healthy, then we, then Clay gets back in January, gets into game shape and ready to make the playoff run, I think the Warriors would definitely be a top four seed in the West, and nobody would want to play this team in the playoffs. I can bet you that. Golden State Warriors are not going anywhere. The New York Knicks find a way to drop the ball again in free agency this year. They had 70 million in cap space. The owner came out and said that we're going to get a big guy, big target to come to the garden and join the Knicks. And just like always, they drop the ball. They find a way to mess things up. And just what they've been for like the last 20 years, just, you know, typical of the Knicks. Find a way to ruin it. Oh, once a proud franchise, to me, I mean, the Knicks are just cursed. They just can't find a way to get out of their own way. I don't know if it's a black cat running around Madison Square Garden or I don't know what's going on, but the Knicks are a joke. They just find ways to screw things up. I mean, the owner is one of the worst in the league. He's throwing, you know, legends, Charles Oakley out of the arena, getting them arrested. He's taking fans and telling them to get out. You can't come to the garden because he's sensitive because they're telling him he needs to sell the team. He just does a poor job at hiring people, not getting the right guys in the front office, the Phil Jackson debacle, everything. He has to go. He's one. He's just the worst owner in sports. I think the Knicks are now one of the worst franchises in sports. I mean, like the Bengals in football, the Lions in football. 
you know, the Padres in baseball, just to name a few, two winning seasons in the last 18 years, coaches here and there, bad contract after bad contract, and you just thought things were going to be different. It seemed like Durant wanted to come here. It seemed like it was all season that things led to him coming to the Knicks. And I don't know what happened. Was the injury that changed things? Was it that the Knicks wasn't as interested in Kyrie Irving as they were in Durant? I don't know what it was, but the Knicks just find some way to mess things up like they always do. And they end up with uh, Julius Randle and Bobby Portis and Taj Gibson and Reggie Bullock. Just guys, if you're going to lose Porzingis, guys that Nick fans don't want to hear about. You trade away the only talent they really had to really build something around. So if you're going to give him up, God, God, the Knicks fans are thinking, okay, we're definitely going to get Durant or Kyrie or Kimba or Kawhi, somebody's going to come here. We're trading away our 23-year-old star that was also, has already been an all-star. Well, God knows we're going to get something back, right? And even decent player, Tim Hardaway Jr. We trade them for guys that are not even on the team anymore. You trade them for guys that are not even on the Knicks anymore. Tim Hardaway. You give away Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, for Wesley Matthews, who's somewhere else. DeAndre Jordan signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh... It was just, it's just ridiculous what the Knicks did. If you, you know, you're giving away Porzingis and you don't get nothing in return. But this is what they do. This is why they're one of the worst franchises, worst owner. And I think their fans deserve better. I mean, they were led on, like I said, by their owner. Their fans deserve better. One of the most loyal fan bases in sports. They still sell out the Garden, even though the Knicks haven't put a good product on the court. You know. In 20 years, they still come out and sell out the garden. You know, they do anything. Something has to change. I mean, they have to give a better pitch than like, hey, you can play at Madison Square Garden. That's not working anymore. You know, you can be a star anywhere. I mean, you know, the MVP plays in Milwaukee. You know, Kevin Durant started off in Oklahoma City, so playing in New York that just at Madison Square Garden, that pitch is not going to work no more. The Knicks are back to square one. They got young talent. Let's see what they do with that. They'll find some way to mess that up with the owner. I don't know what the Knicks are going to do or where they go from here. This is a major setback for a team that's already at the bottom, so you know, where else can they go? But, hey, I guess there's a bright side. I mean, they're the favorites to win the Summer League, if that makes Knicks fans feel better. But looks like it's going to be another long season up in Madison Square Garden with the Knicks. A lot of other player movement in the free agency this year. Uh, Jimmy Butler is now a member of the Miami Heat. Uh, he got a signing trade to go to Miami in exchange the Sixers get Josh Richardson. Jimmy Butler's fourth team in fourth year. I don't know, Jimmy. 
It's your fourth marriage. Sometimes it's you and it's not them. We'll see how it goes in Miami. I still think you need a couple of pieces. I mean, maybe a playoff team. But I thought you left a better situation in Philadelphia. Maybe you didn't. We'll see. But I hopefully you finally found a home in Miami. We'll see. Kimba Walker left the Charlotte Hornets to go to the Boston Celtics. I think Kimba deserves this to finally be in a winning environment after just years of bad basketball. He's had to, you know, endure playing in Charlotte. He finally gets to the Celtics, a winning team, a good, stable coach. Every year, it seemed like in Charlotte, he was getting a new coach and just finally get around a win environment. I kind of want to see how he flourishes in Celtics. I think that's still a sleeper and a good, solid team in the Eastern Conference. You got Boogie Cousins going to the Los Angeles Lakers. I think this is a good pickup for the Lakers and himself. I think he'll be a better a year after the Achilles. Now you need a year once you come back, and then that next year, that's when you kind of we kind of see yourself being who we thought you was. He probably ain't gonna be the 25 and 12 guy that he was in Sacramento and New Orleans. But I think if he can, you know, give you a good 18 and 10, that's going to be huge for the Lakers. I think he's still capable of that at least. You got Al Horford going to the 76ers. That kind of surprised me and came out of nowhere. I didn't know if that would be a good fit. I think he makes him a better defensive team. Um, He can go back to his natural position, playing power forward. And... I think I think getting a veteran like Al Horford in the locker room because the Sixers have kind of been kind of immature over the years how they finish games. They got a veteran like Al who's been there and done it. I think that's a good pickup. Also adding Josh Richardson. So you know it should be interesting in Philadelphia. I think they now are one of the favorites in the East with Kawhi gone. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you got, you know, should, like I said, it should just be interesting. They also, you know, re-signed Tobias Harris, five years, $180 million. Uh, A little too rich for my blood for Tobias Harris, but this is the way the NBA is set up nowadays. He gets five years, $180 million. Chris Middleton gets five years, $180 million to come back to Milwaukee. Like I said, a little too rich for my blood for borderline all-stars, in my opinion. In the Western Conference, these guys wouldn't sniff an all-star game. But in the Eastern Conference, they're borderline all-stars. Does that give you, and that and that ends up giving you five years, $180 million. Uh, My sleeper, Malcolm Brogdon to the Indiana Pacers. I love this pickup by the Pacers. I think it's going to be huge for them. They finally get a good, stable point guard who can put the ball in the hole and get other guys involved. And taking him from Milwaukee was huge, too. Good pickup for the Pacers. I think they're going to be another sleeper team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Mike Conley Jr. went to the Utah Jazz. I think this makes them better. Now, Donovan Mitchell can move to off the, off the ball. I think that's his natural position is the shooting guard position. I think that's going to make Utah even better. And also signing Bodan Bodanovich. I think the Utah Jazz are going to be a top four seed in the Western Conference, maybe even higher. The player movement this year has been great. A lot of the new play, new faces in new places. 
the season's gonna be fun. We actually got going to the season really not knowing who who's gonna win it. And that's what I like about NBA. The parody is back. Should be a fun season, and I can't wait to see it. Thanks for listening this week.